0: In this episode, recorded during the fourth gathering of America's Open Parliament Network, Beyond the Walls of Parliament, Strengthening Parliamentary Oversight, Lady Anande Trotman-Joseph, Chairperson of the Integrity and Anti-Corruption Commission of Grenada, presents the key aspects of Grenada's public integrity regime, as well as good practices to strengthen public integrity. She emphasizes opportunities for collaboration between parliaments and civil society organizations to support the effective implementation of such regimes. to say especially to our host, the distinguished president of the Parliament of Ecuador and to all you distinguished ladies and gentlemen representing your own parliaments and organizations that I am very happy to be able to join you in what I have learned is the middle of the world. I come from a very small island traveling here from the south of where we are, probably having to go north to get back to the south. So it is my pleasure to speak with you today on the implementation of an integrity and anti-corruption system in one of the smallest states in the Western Hemisphere. However, we are very much plugged in to a regional and global system. In the interest of time, I am required, being one member of a panel of several, to go fairly quickly, but if I am going too quickly, please stop me. The first slide does set the tone of what I'm going to be speaking about, and it gives you the key areas of my discussion. I will not go into it, but will continue to the next slide, as I know you do have your handouts. So how did it all begin for Grenada? Very likely in the very same way that your own integrity and anti-corruption systems have begun. Grenada ratified the Inter-American Convention Against Corruption in 2002 and passed its legislation to domesticate that convention into law in 2007. More recently in 2015, Grenada acceded to the United Nations Convention Against Corruption. I share with you, as you look very briefly, the purposes of these different conventions. But I share too that Grenada is presently pursuing both the implementation of the OAS treaty with the assistance of its mechanism, MISISIC, based in Washington, D.C., as well as the UNCAC, the UN Convention Against Corruption, with its mechanism based in specifically based in Vienna with regional oversight in based in Panama so core legislation i share with you that the core legislation which is being implemented include an integrity in public life act first passed in 2007 and repealed and replaced again in 2013, as well as a Prevention of Corruption Act that was passed into law in 2007. Oversight for the implementation of these core pieces of legislation is by a board of a commission. And I share with you the composition of that commission. And I am the current chairperson And I am an attorney at law by profession, as you would have heard. But of course, being in this position takes me way past what I would have learned in the law school. Now, what is really a big challenge in our part of the world, Latin America and the the Caribbean, is that according to these treaties, this commission is required to be independent. So just think on this and how independent can these commissions be without political will? So I'm going to share with you very briefly some of the key aspects of the implementation of an integrity and anti-corruption system. The first aspect of this implementation is to get the asset declarations of all public officials and public offices within the public sector quite a daunting task indeed Grenada though having established their commission in 2011 only became operational in 2014 however I must say that we have taken off with quite a lot of energy and we have begun to take in the asset declarations of many of our public officials and officers. The first group to do so has been the parliamentarians. And we have made sure that all parliamentarians have filed their first, second, and we are now heading to their third declarations. And I make emphasis on the third because after the third, we get a good idea of the trending, and it allows us the time to do compliance and to work with other stakeholders to ensure that what they are telling us is actually correct. As you can see as well, because if you're trying to fi- fight a corruption system, there are some very key areas where you find corruption Um, becoming sometimes epidemic or pandemic. So we have taken in all, at this time, all of the customs officers, the hierarchy and and the middle segment of the police force. We have taken in, I believe by now, all of the prison officers and are progressively taking in the declarations of all public officers of ministries and departments. So you would see that number there speaks the 663 declarations received, but you have to multiply the, that by two because the spouse's information also comes with those declarations of the primary declarants. After we receive declarations, we go to our next key aspect, which is the compliance. So compliance officers in the commission will check, as we see here, for completeness, accuracy. They will check to see what is being said, as I said before, is correct, whether there are conflicts of interest, and whether the supporting documents are accurate. Also, we have begun investigations. Time is going very quickly. And there are many best practices, however, We do have many best practices in Grenada, because we have already, by law, implemented a code of conduct. We have implemented a conflict of interest protocol. We have really begun a lot of stakeholder engagement. We have implemented public education and outreach. For us, this is very important, because we have to really effect a paradigm shift of a culture of doing business as usual. And we believe that a life cycle approach is very, very important if we are going to shift this culture. So I'm just very quickly running through some of our best practices. And as you can see, our stakeholder engagement um, chart is very complex and we do not operate in a silo. We work in a round table kind of mechanism with all of our stakeholders. I briefly highlight that we are implementing a gift registry. So if you're a public official and you receive a gift that is in excess of 500 Eastern Caribbean dollars, you have to declare that gift and hand it in to a gift, a national gift registry and a determination will have to be made with respect to what you do. I'm out of time, I believe, and before I get that final um, chart shown to me, I just share that it is very important that when implementing an integrity and anti-corruption system, that you have a strategy to do so. And you do so not only nationally, but your stakeholders have to be regional and global. So it is very important that we take opportunities such as these to support one another, to have knowledge sharing, and to remind ourselves that political will, leadership, policy frameworks, legislative agendas, national strategies, budgets that really make our integrity and anti-corruption networks independent to get the work done in ending corruption training development public education and other areas are fully implemented i do hope to share with you a little more during the panel discussion and during our table work i thank you